So our EQAO scores aren't that hot for Ontario's public school board kids in grade three, in grade six, in grade eight. But part of the problem is how many days they missed of school. So we can't do much about that now, but what can we do to adapt? How can we pivot? How can we make them whole? We're going to have to do more than just the status quo. And I worry we're only doing the status quo right now. We want our kids to compete for jobs. We want our kids to be the best in Canada. Life's a competition sometimes. We forget that. And so writing exams, getting tested a little bit more, aren't those going to be good things going forward? Let's have that conversation on Toronto Today. What is that? Well, the EQAO is meant to be a standardized test, kind of gives us a feel for how our public education system is doing and developing students who read. And, uh, you know, given, you know, the education world and public education did so well by me, um, you know, uh, Greg, Greg can read real good. That, um, look, it's one of those scenarios where there was going to be some uh, slippage, if you will. But here's the problem. When you measure up Ontario against other places where you'd think, well, there'd be similar slippage, we're not making the grade here. And I'm going to tell you one thing we didn't do properly that put us in this position we're in. But if you missed the story yesterday... Colin DeMello, our own, and Isaac Callen, our own, uh, broke this on, and you can read it on uh, Global News' website. Most grade six students in Ontario failed the province's standardized math test. Now, remember, this was a big story pre-pandemic when Doug Ford, the premier of the province, said, well, most kids are failing math. And that wasn't true. That wasn't true. He got that wrong. What he got wrong, and I don't know if it was by design, and I don't know if it wasn't. But he told the Ontario legislature soon after he was elected, half our students are failing math. We have an issue. But that wasn't the case. We just weren't meeting the standards set. <laughs> okay. Half the kids on your street aren't coming home with a 46 in math. Okay. They and they didn't have uh, Mrs. Appleby at Medway High School in 12th grade. But I, you know, I don't hold grudges. You can tell, can't you? So the thought was that Ontario was going to repackage and rebrand and we were going to do education a little bit differently. And these tests were going to end up meaning more. And then the pandemic uh, and the reaction to the pandemic slapped everybody around a little bit. Of course it did. But the latest data shows 59 percent of grade three students met the provincial mathematics standard. Forty seven percent of grade six students more concerning. Fifty nine Grade three, these are eight-year-olds. 47, grade six, these are 11-year-olds turning 12. All oh, those years, so wonderful. Um, everything's awkward. And, uh, and so 47% of grade six students met that threshold. 52% of grade nine students were at the standard. So people are saying, what's wrong? What are we doing? What do we need to do? And that should be the more important question. Have you ever had to make someone whole? Have you ever had to make something whole? You owe a debt of some sort. Or there needs to be repayments. I went to work in the United States in 1998, and um, the best way I can put it is they couldn't pay me right away. So I did work that was on a volunteer basis, but they promised when I got my work visa they could legally pay me, give me a bonus, and make me whole. Well, that's simple enough, and that was easy enough when the work visa came in uh, right around Christmas time of 1998 best present I ever got. Um, it's better than snow tires. Believe me, to get a work visa to work doing exactly what you love doing for six years, fantastic. Here's what needs to happen with Ontario's students. We need to make them whole. And I have some ideas as to how. 
first off, it's this. Get them writing exams again. Stop coddling them. They should be in front of a paper with a pencil in their hand telling what they know or in front of a a Chromebook or whatever. But they need to be tested again. We're asking them, hey, you haven't had any sort of standards. You have assignments handed in and you might have independent study projects. You might have group projects that you've been working on since we've flip-flopped back and forth to online closed, in-person online closed. For the, and again, I understand why we did some of that. I don't have a clue why we did a good chunk of it. I don't have a clue why schools were closed now in retrospect at any point in time after the middle of May in 2021. But we gave up a boatload of time and we never recognized truly that online learning was the atrocity to the senses that it was. And the younger you were, and by the way, the more inadequate your setting was, the more you were disrupted, the more concerning it ended up being. But these kids can't be expected to write a test when they're not tested in any other capacity whatsoever. This is what Stephen Lecce, the education minister, I know, I know, polarizing figures. Some of you are with him. Some of you are against him. Some of you think he doesn't care about public education. Some of you think he's a bean counter. Some of you think this. Some of you think that. But he's not wrong when he says this about the impact of what we just went through. The pandemic took kids out of school, created mass disruption. In every region of the world, math and literacy are regressing. To suggest that wasn't at the crux of the challenge would be unfair because we're seeing this trend in every province, in every region of the world. We're not an outlier. We aren't an outlier, but we aren't doing as well as other other provinces are. Post-pandemic, we sit there, and as I said, junior math, we're at 47%. Meet the standard. Ontario public education, English-speaking students are at 47. Well, BC's at 65, and Nova Scotia's at 64. And, you know, the Yukon trashing us, 59 to 47. That doesn't sound like a close game to me, 59 to 47. Did we get an early start and choke in the fourth quarter? I don't know. But we're behind the Yukon territory when it comes to junior math. These are the exact same tests. These are the exact same expectations. And let's not get started on how we're behind some U.S. states. Heaven forbid I didn't think the U.S. had any kind of education system. Wake up. Wake up. Because they kept kids in school a good chunk longer and decided to push through. I'm not going to tell you these were easy decisions. They weren't. In fact, they were quite dreadful choices. Spring of 2020, that's a dreadful choice. Keep classrooms open, risk COVID-19 deaths. Close schools, sacrifice kids learning. What would you choose? (laughs) There's no easy answer. There's no easy answer. But, but, by spring of 2021... We had a pretty good handle on things, and we can go back and explain what we got terribly, terribly wrong. Closing down the outside, closing schools for as long as we did, not making uh, outdoor learning more potential when we actually had good weather. I get it. For three or four months here, uh, outdoor learning is not sustainable, and it's not reasonable. Okay, Even yesterday, how are you going to have an outdoor class unless you're going to you know, go for a nature walk or something? I got it. But these closures and these decisions came with quite a stiff price. I could play you clips from last January from school union leaders talking about the lack of safety in schools. But I wouldn't want to embarrass them. Just know that it happened. Just know that it was the case. 
Lecce went on to say this about where we need to go, and I have some ideas as to how we get there as well, and I'll ask you those same questions in a little bit. Here's more from the education minister. What is the problem? It was an outdated curriculum disconnected from the job market. We weren't teaching kids how to code. Financial literacy was not embedded in every grade. We weren't teaching kids you know, knowledge that we think is going to be helpful for them. So we've reverted to a back-to-basics math curriculum that has been endorsed across the sector. It's only one year old. Look, you've got choices now, okay? There's nothing we can do about the past. We can recognize the past, but this achievement loss, this learning loss in Ontario, and that's what I care about, it's far greater than you realized or was discussed. So will we recognize it, and will we make students whole? You can disagree Have a beer. Don't have to agree about whether school closures were justified in this month or whether they were a mistake in that month. But we're sticking kids with the bill right now. They suffer. We don't. Although you're going to see it in your households. Okay? We we chose to have a public health measure taken on everyone's behalf, and the cost and the bill is put right at the doorstep, right outside the doorstep of your 8-year-old and your 12-year-old and your 15-year-old. So what are we going to do about it? My answer, let them write exams. Let them at least be optional in December. Oh, well, there's marking and there's prep time. I got it. That's the gig. That's the gig. Did you not know that? Okay. I get that it won't feel like it did two years ago. I get you'll have to step back into a non-comfortable zone. But what are you there for? You and the job. And I think 95% of teachers are nodding going, you got it. I'm here for the kids. I love the job. I love the benefits. I love... The, the camaraderie, you can love whatever you want about teaching, but you're there for kids and you stuck them with a nasty, nasty set of circumstances. So let's fix it and let's fix it together. 416-870-6400. What do we do to get kids back on track? Because they are off that beaten path right now.